Clover Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys to the city. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know. Crossed up by Kobe. Well, floated Shaq. And then Shaq goes like this. And the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. Speaking of those Lakers. But I, but I, hold on, fun. But I didn't make Don't my point. I didn't make my I said Denver's going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clover Crest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. Do you have a 401k and some savings for future retirement, but don't even know if it's enough to live off of? How much is enough? How often are you thinking about it? The team at JPEX Financial Group can help set your mind at ease. We specialize in creating strategies in the planning and managing of your financial, educational, and investment needs. We help clients pursue their investment goals with sound financial strategies. You deserve a personal, tailored plan. Lasting, meaningful, and open relationships are the foundation of our practice. You've worked hard for your money and should feel confident in your investment choices as you make decisions for your financial future. Your goals are our goals. We are dedicated to your needs and hopes for your future. Visit our website and give us a call at 860-430-5397. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. JPEX Financial Group, LLC is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. JPEX Financial Group is located at 78 Eastern Boulevard, Glastonbury, Connecticut. Sanderson looking in, over a pass, he's looking for King, and it's something, he's going to go down the right side, Lawrence down to the 20, 30, down to the 40, he might go all the way. Third down and seven, good jump off the line by Strahan, who gets the sack. Pressure from Thomas off the edge, Eli Manning stays on his feet, airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Four-man rush. Eli throwing into traffic on the side. Run in a rule to catch by Manning. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this. about the G-Men, the Giant Football Podcast. I'm Big Chase. Going by King Zane and Sean Scanlon. I mean, I know it's Super Bowl week, and we'll get to the Super Bowl. Don't worry. We we will talk about that. But there is Giants news, and, you know, we got to start off with the Giants. Giants hire Don Martindale, former Ravens defensive coordinator, as their new defensive coordinator, and Mike Kafka, former uh, Chiefs QB coach and uh, passing game coordinator, as their new offensive coordinator. Sean, I'm going to start off with you. How confident do you feel in these two new hires for the Giants? I feel pretty confident in them. Um, obviously, Wink Martindale, you know, orchestrated some great defenses for the Ravens for a long time there. Uh, even before he was the defensive coordinator, he was the linebackers coach with guys like Terrell Suggs and Ray Lewis. So he's obviously got great experience. Uh, he's very well respected around the league. And I would have liked to kept Patrick Graham just because you don't have to switch up the scheme. Uh, he, he obviously has relationships with the players already there, but uh, you can't go wrong with Wink Martindale. I think, you know, he's one of the better defense coordinators in the league. So 
I think that was a solid hire. And Mike Kafka, um, he's a young guy who doesn't have much experience. He came right into the league with the Chiefs. But uh, working with Patrick Mahomes and that Chiefs offense uh, definitely helps. He uh, he definitely has, you know, some experience working with a, a very well-run offense, just like Brian Dable does in Buffalo. So I don't see how that could hurt the Giants offense in, in any way, uh, especially for an offense that is kind of, you know, stuck in old school ways, not really innovative. So try and bring some fresh ideas to this offense to, you know, try and benefit Daniel Jones uh, and the rest of their playmakers moving forward. So, uh, I, I'm fairly confident uh, in these hires, but like I said, uh, I, I've been confident in the last two or three uh, coaching sh- searches as well. So, um, but the the do the good thing I do like about this uh, these hirings are it's kind of just young and innovative and uh, kind of changing the times. So that's the one thing that gives me confidence. So we'll see how it goes moving forward. But right now, I like the coaching staff that Brian Dable has uh, put together so far. Yeah, uh, I, I like it as well. Uh, I know uh, Mike Kafka, uh, I, I'm really excited for it because we saw the offensive struggles this year for the Giants. Bring him in. I mean, you saw how the the, the, the Chiefs offense changed for the better throughout the season. I mean, it was struggled. So I, I would imagine Mike Kafka had a big, had somewhat of a hand in changing it up and getting the Chiefs to the AFC Championship. But uh so yeah, I'm excited to see. I'm excited both for both these guys. Excited for the new Dable era. But uh, Zay, I mean, are these changes for the better? And but really, what are the big differences you notice from this coaching staff and Joe Judge's coaching staff, or are they similar? And are they going to end out end up falling out and being the same? Um, obviously it's too, it's too early to tell anything. Um, there's a lot of similar moves and Joe judge, a guy, you know, he, he immediately came in, bought in guys he was familiar with from his time in New England. He bought in players that he was familiar with, similar to what Dable has been doing. He's bought in guys from Buffalo guys, you know, and from, you know, close divisions that he's played against that he's familiar with. He's bought in guys like that. He bought in players, even quarterbacks like Davis Webb, which I don't even understand why we're re-signing again who was, again, a Buffalo Bill at the time. So now you're bringing in someone who, you know, has past ties to you. I'm just hoping the Giants aren't walking down the same path that they walked down before. Similarly, like I said, to Joe Judge bringing in his safety and special teams guys and all that other stuff to help, you know, try to round out his team. But, again, I don't know how – you know, it's like I said, it's too early to tell the changes, obviously, defensively. With a coach like – a coach like that, you know, he's a top 10 – he's been a top 10 – defense he's had a top 10 defense his first three years in the league excuse me obviously he's coached Dable and Dable hasn't been able to do much score I mean coach against Dable he hasn't been able to do much scoring against them and the three times that they've met Dable has only scored three and 17 in both times 17 points in both times um after that when they played against the Ravens so obviously he brings in somebody who you know obviously he feels is formidable so there's the confidence level there but like I said my biggest issue with, with the Giants right now is with that whole front office and that that whole personnel up there i don't really understand what's going on obviously i don't understand why patrick graham left in the manner he did and to me that's a little disturbing in the situation that he just left for another defensive coordinator job not necessarily a head coaching position or something that we you know be a, a level up he actually just left for the same level so that makes me wonder what's really going on in that giants facility is everything you know is everything good behind you know closed doors so that going forward obviously makes you worried as a Giants fan because you don't need 
BS basically around the locker room when the team is trying to rebuild, trying to refocus and get back to some type of relevance. But as far as scheme wise, they should be fine because he runs a three, four similar to Patrick Graham, except for he does more blitzing, which is going to put our safeties on a very, very long Island for the lot of games. And I hope that they'll be able to cover it And they're very high paid units. So they should be able to. So yeah. I, I'm hoping that, you know, everything translates over properly, but again, it's too early to tell. I mean, yeah, with something like that, I love that you brought that up. Like a guy like Xavier McKinney, I mean, we talk about the X-Men. We saw we saw the leaps and bounds he made this year. I think even more so this year, uh, this next year, I think, with this. I mean, uh, but with all that being said, uh, this is going to be a big offseason for the Giants. But, Sean, what's more important, these hires and getting the right guys or getting the right guys come April during the draft with those first two overall picks or those first two first round picks. That's that's a tough question because I mean obviously getting the right coaching staff to coach guys up is hugely important, especially when you're trying to turn around a program that has been in losing ways for you know the past five or six years. But I will go with the draft picks just because uh two top ten picks are huge in the first round. Uh they could really change your team for the, a long way down the road. Even if you have great coaches in place, you still need uh, some talent there. So I think, you know, the top two top 10 picks are obviously huge. You can't, uh, you can't mess them up. Like we've seen before with guys like uh, Eli Apple, Eric flowers, even some would say Saquon Barkley, you have to find the right guys. Um, I think that you need an offensive lineman with at least one of those picks, the number five or the seven. Uh, even if you go both offensive linemen, I'd be fine with that because you really need to rebuild that. Um, but, I mean, you can either get that or an edge rusher. Um, I know that after Kayvon Thibodeau and Aiden Hutchinson, uh, there's not, you know, a lot of great talent there. But if you can find someone or even trade back for a couple picks, build some more draft capital, um, I think that would be huge. So I, I will say the draft picks just because they're two top ten. But uh, it, it is also very important that you get the right guys there in the coaching staff because uh, these are the guys that we're going to rely upon to get this team back to winning ways. Uh, if we if we ever want to get back there as Giants fans, I know I do. I know that you guys do. Uh, it would be nice to see the Giants with a uh, winning record because it's been uh, not even close to that the past couple of seasons. Yeah, yeah, it, it's been rough. It's been rough. But uh, an- another question for you, Zay. I mean, will we see all how quick the turnaround has become for some of these teams. Look at a team like the Bengals this year, only taking two years from the first overall pick to now being in the Super Bowl. I mean, the Giants are taking a lot from the Bills. Look at how quick the Bills kind of turned around. Sean uh, McDermott was only there, what, like three three seasons before they made it to the playoffs? So, like, yeah, and, I mean, learning with a Dable and a Shane coming from that, knowing what they need to do, they ha- can those two first-round picks – I, I said this last week. Can those two first round picks take a take the Giants to the Super Bowl like the two first round picks from the Bengals? Can, uh, I, or, or no? Okay. Uh, I mean, look. I, mean, I, I got a better question for you, Zay. Okay. Yeah, Super Bowl next year. Okay. But, no, but listen. You listen be realistic. How, okay. Realistically, how far out are the Giants from playing competitive football and maybe competing for a Super Bowl? Um, I think that goes back to more of the question you asked about, um, asked Sean. And I think what you asked Sean, those two go hand in hand. I think you have to have the right staff to get the right players 
And you need both of those in order for that to happen. And you need a staff that's not going to try to get cute. I think we see what happens when you try to get cute, trade back to get more picks, and then you end up missing on those picks, and then it doesn't look, turn out well. So you have to have guys that come in and take those two picks and get guys who are going to be ballers. You need to hit on your picks. It's not about just having top 10 picks. It's about hitting on those top 10 picks. That's the important thing and not getting fancy here. The Giants want to get back to being the Giants. They have to get players who play football and not the BS that they've been doing, you know, before and, and trying to trade back and get more picks and add guys late in the round. Those guys really never, you know, we, we know third and fourth round guys and all that. They can add value and they can also be really quick bust. And the Giants in the past, we've seen elect to try to get more picks later on in the draft, to, you know, allocate more guys. They need to hit on their picks and stick to the picks that they have and get the guys that they need to get to turn this team around. Don't get cute. Don't get fancy. That's the only way you could turn this team around. As far as to be like like the Bengals or the Bills, to me, those, those are anomaly situations. That's not always going to happen. You're going to have, you know, teams that are going to turn around slower, similar to the Browns, similar to the Jags, similar to Miami. You're going to have teams that are going to slow it, you know, have a slow turnaround. And then you're going to have those teams who will have an anomaly like, you know, the Bengals who will turn it around in two years. Do I think the Giants can do that? I, I'm more realistic in seeing the Giants going to take more time because this team is a lot more screwed up than, you know, <laughs> it looks on paper. But those, I, those are anomaly situations. So. And again, I, I, your quarterback is Daniel Jones. I think they're it. coming more and more often. Look at, I mean, even like a team like yes, Sam Fran and the Cardinals. It's about hitting on your players. Now they're competing. Captain. Kapka looks great because he has Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes on his own is a great talent. Patrick Mahomes will be a great talent after Kafka. You know, Josh Allen has turned into a great talent. He will continue to be a great talent. Will Daniel Jones be a great talent? Yeah, well, that, 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 that's, that's the big, big thing. question. You're, you're not bringing these guys with you. If no, you were telling me right. Kafka was coming with, with Mahomes, I'd be like, all right, let's do this. You know, if Dable was coming with Allen, I'd be like, all right, we're turning this shit around. No, you have Daniel Jones. And we've yeah. seen where Daniel Jones has been. You, you, you're right. That's why really the question I, I asked Sean, I mean, with the draft pick and the coach, they go hand in hand. Cause I mean, well, I, I, I we probably have had some great draft picks in the past that have end up ended up being bust because of the lack of development on the coaching staff, the lack of how good the coaches are. If you have the right guys, they can get the best out of anyone. So I, I think that I, I think realistically, Rather than saying which one's more important, I think they're both important and they both go together. Because I think, yeah, it's going to take time. Everything has to go. And the cohesion and chemistry is going to be big for everyone. But uh, yeah, only time will tell. We will see. I mean, we're only like a third of the way through the offseason. Like we got all the coaching highs out of the way. Next comes free agency. Then we'll have the draft. And then, uh, then we'll really see. Then we'll really get to know what this Joe Shane and Brian Dayball Giants team is going to look like. I, I just yeah. can't wait to the first show after preseason game one, and the Giants didn't score a touchdown, and Joe is losing his mind on this podcast. I just can't wait. <laughs> I just can't. I I hope not. I really really hope not. That would suck. Uh, preseason. Okay. Yeah, we say that all the time, and we see what happens. When we get to the regular season. Oh, and five, one, four. It's just yeah, but the Giants usually do well in preseason. That's 
No, nah, they've done terrible the last few years. Are you kidding me? They haven't scored touchdowns. It's 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 gonna be wild. I don't know. Second unit's been playing. They come out there and do well. That first unit doesn't score touchdowns. Yeah. Well, this preseason, like the starters never played. No one played. Yeah. Twenty twenty, yeah. they didn't score touchdowns. We can go back listen. to these preseason games. They they putting up zeros in the first quarter. Yeah. But listen, we can have all all off season to talk about. Yeah, we can worry about the preseason, preseason games. One, one preseason. Yeah. I mean, I football, Sixteen bro. minutes. I know we're a Giants podcast, but fifteen minutes talking about the Giants. I think that's good enough. Because you want to know why? This week is the most important weekend of the year. You got the biggest game of the year. You got the Super Bowl. Yeah, the biggest football game is that of the week? year. Let's go Super Bowl Sunday, baby. And we will get to the. We'll talk about that. Wait, Sean, you you know it's this Sunday, right? <laughs> I was. It was a joke. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. Right, okay. uh, yeah. I, yeah. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. I didn't know it was a Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Not your hockey all star. Too much hockey all star weekend for you. Yeah. Too much mm-hmm. hockey all star weekend. Yeah. But uh, all right, let's take a break and then we'll talk about the Bengals and the Rams. So stay tuned. Apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of homeownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Home Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender, American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Anymac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details. There we go. Big shout out to Anymac Mortgage and JPEX Financial for sponsoring today's episode. <sighs> but uh, now let's get into it. Let's get into the big game, Super Bowl 56. Uh, I mean, I, I I'm not putting the the playoff records up anymore because Sean, you ran away with it. It's out of reach for everyone. He ran away with it. Yeah, he did. He I think I went two game up on you. I went two on the last week. How was he two games? Uh, whatever. Yeah. I thought but, it was like two uh, on. Maybe he went two and zero. Yeah, that would make him two games up. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. All right, yeah. There we go. No, I went zero and two. Uh, championship week. There we go. There we go. That's even better. John one. How do you do a fantasy locks? Plain and simple. Yeah, I guess. Not great. All right, but let's talk about the best bet for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I've been thinking hard and long about this one. It's tough. It's hard. I, I don't. I don't know which side I want to go. So, Sean, sway me a little bit. What's your best bet? 
I'm with you. I kind of had trouble with this one. Uh, I feel good about both of them, but uh, when I can't pick on one, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and smash the over. That's uh, that's what you got to do, especially with the last game of the year. Got to go out with the points. Uh, so I'm taking over 48 and a half. I think that, you know, both these teams obviously have very prolific offenses. I think uh, the Bengals secondary will have trouble with Cooper Cup and Odell. And I think that the Rams secondary, uh, aside from Jalen Ramsey, the rest of their secondary has been kind of struggling. So I think even if Jalen Ramsey's on Jamar Chase, I think he might be able to contain him a little bit. But I think that opens things up for T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. So I expect a lot of points in this one. Um, I don't think it'll be way over this. I I think it'll probably be around, you know, like a 30 to 27, uh, 27-24. I think it'll be something around the 20s, So. Uh, over 48 and a half. I like a lot. I want to take the Bengals plus four, but um, I, I could also see the Rams just with all their talent uh, when maybe by a touchdown. But so that's I don't know. But yeah, over 48 and a half. I feel good about that one. So lock it in. I, I like that. But if you had to pick a winner, Sean, who are you taking? I I'll, I'll go with the Bengals. I just feel like they're. They're a team of destiny almost. Uh, I I feel like Joe Burrow, whenever you have Joe Shiesty, uh, he'll get the job done. And the Rams obviously have a lot of talent on that defense and offense. But I don't know. This Bengals team just feels like they're on a run uh, that can't be stopped right now. They've been in a lot of tight games, so I think it will come down to the wire. And I think the Rams are a really good team, so I don't think it will be a blow either way. But I just got a weird feeling that the Bengals will get it done. Um, so, yeah, I'm going with the Bengals. Yeah, all right. I like that. All right, Zay. Yeah, I know you've been high on the Bengals all playoffs long. Are you going to continue to roll with them on Sunday? Let me say this. As a Giants fan, as many Giants fans, I've had very sleepless nights watching Odell Beckham destroy the playoffs and make his way to the Super Bowl, not on the Giants. But I've made peace with that. And I realized we didn't kick him out. Gettleman kicked him out. Mm-hmm. We still love Odell. Yes. So I'm not mad. But when it comes down to it, I honestly think the stars are going to be stars in this game. I'm just hoping for a good game. I honestly am I'm riding the Bengals. You guys know that. The Bengals have been riding high. I feel like Stafford is just a turnover machine when he wants to be. And this Bengals defense can be very stingy. We've seen them do it to the Chiefs. We've seen them do it many times throughout the playoffs. And if they continue their stingy ways, they will make Stafford pay. And we know Joe Cool is just – he's the best quarterback in Bengals history. What can I say at this point? So, <laughs> sorry, Boomer. He's the best, especially if he wins. But, uh, you know, I think when it comes down to it, I think it's going to come down to the quarterbacks, and I think Burrow is the better quarterback. The, excuse me, not the better quarterback, but I think when it comes down to clutchness, I prefer to have Burrow. He is my guy I pick out of the two right now. So I'm right with the Bengals. Yeah, I like that. All right. I, I really want Joe Burrow to win. Like I I I, I said it last week. I I I com- I Confessed my love for Joe Burrow. I said how he's going to go to Canton. Please don't do that. But no, he's the man, dude. I love Joe Burrow. Listen, you you know you know someone's you know someone special when people outside of the sports world know who they are. 
Like, I mean, everyone, everyone's grandma, everyone's mom knows who Tom Brady is because he's just that special. Now, I'm starting to hear people, younger people, talk about Joe Burrow. People don't know anything about football. Mention the name Joe Burrow, Joe Shiesty. Who is this guy? Who is this football player? Why, why That's something special. <laughs> why do you have conversations with them? What are you That's talking about? Something special. That's something special. So I, I love Joe Burrow. I, I, I'm telling you, something special about that. I think he can get it done. But Sean, my honest analysis of this game, my heart is with Joe Burrow. I want the Bengals to get it done. I want them to win, and I want Joe Burrow to do something no one's ever done: win a Heisman, win a national championship, and win a Super Bowl. No one's ever done all three. He's only he's doing all three in just a three-year span. I want that to happen. I want to witness that greatness. But my brain, just too many stars, too many people who have been there before, done that before on the Rams, too much experience, and they're at home. That's really, really tough. It, it's tough for me to pick this. I, I pick with my heart. I'm going to go Bengals just on the pick, just on the pick, not on the bet because I'm with you, Sean. When I'm torn between the two, let's bet the over and let's, let's root ride, for Chase. the points, baby. Let's go. Soft. I, I think – I think. Soft. Listen, I will say regardless of the outcome, people are going to be talking about Joe Burrow being Super Bowl possible Super Bowl MVP. I'm telling you, even if the Rams win, even if the Rams win, Joe Burrow is going to put on such a performance. People are going to say, I might even give him the MVP even though he lost. Because I'm not. Because I, I need to like, I, like edit this and just put like a heart over you, like and just zoom in on you and just start playing like George Michael's Careless Whispers <laughs> as you indulge in your love for Joe Burrow because this yeah, someone's got to send someone's got to send this to Joe Burrow. This is yeah. right here. Yeah, he can come on to the show. He'll be our first guest. Let's go. Come on, Joe. I'll rock. I'll rock. I was just talking to Zay about this before the show. I, I want to get a Joe Burrow jersey because of how much I love him. I'm not going to get a Cincy jersey because yeah, I only rock hurry. Giants jersey. So I'm a, I need to get an LSU jersey. Price so, will yeah. go up when he gets to Canton. You better hurry up. Yeah, yeah. It is. <laughs> it is. Joe Shiesty, baby. <laughs> But yeah, so over, over, and the Bengals for you, Zay. You, you're taking Bengals plus four. I'm taking the Bengals all the way, boy. It's hot right here. I got nothing to lose right now. I'm, I'm all in. Damn. You can't all cash right. out at this point. Let's go. That won't let you cash out at this point, dude. I, I will say, regardless of the outcome, this is going to be a fun Super Bowl. This is not going to be like the last time the Rams were there. I enjoyed it because I, I love football. I love the chess when it comes to defensive football and that stuff. What the Rams uh, Patriots game? Yeah, no, that sucked. That was awesome. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was terrible. It was Sean McVay, this you had fun offensive that game? Guru, yeah, this young offensive guru. Everyone was touting. Oh my God, Sean McVay, he's the future of the NFL. He's the future of coaching. Oh wait, Bill Belichick's still here, and Bill Belichick still knows how to play defense, and he just shut him down. You know you're lying to yourself. Look, I'm I, not. I, I love me a good I'm defense not, too, but seeing I'm, 13 points in the Super Bowl, no thank you. Yeah, not that might have been the first Super Bowl I didn't watch the, the full story. game. It might have been the first. No, no, no. It was the Broncos in Carolina. 
that game no, was Bron- over in the Broncos Seahawks. I, I did that watch was, that. Game. Yeah, that Broncos Carolina was over in the first quarter. That was just that was like yeah. This is yeah. Well, I mean, with the Broncos Seahawks one, as soon as that first snap happened, you knew it was a clown show. So I was just watching to laugh. The the Broncos uh, Panthers that was bad, one. Yeah, yeah that mm-hmm. was just that was just bad. I tell you what though. The Rams are up at half. Odell might be out there dancing in the halftime show because you know I'm this gonna be a good one. <laughs> oh well, yeah. All I want to see is Odell beat Eli Apple for a touchdown in this game. That's uh that's my big wish. Oh, could you imagine yeah. if Apple gets a game winning interception? Oh, we'd have to shut down Twitter. The Giants Twitter would have to oh, shut down. Yeah, that I'd wouldn't die. be good. I'd die. That wouldn't be good. Be I don't weird. know why I just jinxed it. <laughs> But I, honestly, to wrap up the, the, all the talk about the Super Bowl, the, uh, the 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 real keys I think to victory on each side, can't Sean McVay out coaching Zach Taylor, which I think he can do, but how well can he do it and getting that defense, and but then or can Joe Burrow just outplay Matt Stafford? Because I think Joe Burrow can. It's either going to come down to the head coach or the the QB. Gives that who's going to get it done. Jeez, give him some credit, people. No, I, I am. He, almost, he was a chopping blocks. He, 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 he pulled a Coughlin real fast. About to lose your job, I'll right, take you to the Super Bowl. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. That's what Joe yeah. Judge – you know what? That's what they should have done. They should have told Joe Judge you're going to lose your job. Oh, yeah, they told him he has security, and he played like he has security. He coached like he has security. You're not they wrong. should have told him he was going to lose his job. Sorry. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, he he did that to himself when he went he, the whole clown show organization rant. He coached and talked like he knew he was going to be back next year. Didn't matter what he said. Yeah, but now he's gone. Now he's gone. Till his key card starts working. It's a it's a new day bull in New York. Let's go. We're not clever. That's just as bad as we are commanders. Bum 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 bum. We're not doing none of this this year. None of these yeah. slogans, none no. of this. It's just better. We'll leave it alone. We're the Giants. Oh, We're not York. good enough for the slogans and low. Don't all that you dare no. be sour. No, no. For don't the you do former. It. Don't you do it. Bill's I, offensive coordinator. I will make the intro for next season. It's a new day, boy. Yes, it is. I don't believe him. I don't believe ah, him. Let's go. Uh-huh. All right. Okay. That's a good way to end it. All right. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Oh, yeah. WWE, don't be be dicks. Yeah. Watch the HHW wrestling show. (laughs) Yeah, make sure you watch the HHW wrestling show. Yeah. Where they cover WWE. They've had some guests and stuff from like. uh, Yeah, we're we're slacking. I know we can get somebody up here. God. Yeah. There's got to be some giant scrub up here. Maybe. Yeah. Saquon won't be busy next year. Maybe we can get him. Hey, <laughs> today's his birthday, all right? Not today. Yeah, happy birthday, Saquon. Sorry, sorry. But, uh, sorry Saquon. Happy birthday. Yeah, yeah, get a massage therapist or something because you need to stay healthy. But, uh, yeah. No massage therapy. Do no, that doesn't work out in football. No massage therapy. We're not, we're all right, there. we'll get something. Yeah, that's – I don't know. Don't go to the plate to Sean Watson was gone. <laughs> or Robert Kraft. I didn't even think or yeah. Robert Kraft. Wherever the show was, so. Robert All Kraft. Right. Maybe, maybe. Stay away. There's yeah. a lot more going on in there. Yeah, that one right away. Okay. Yeah, but uh, all right. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. For myself, Big Jace, King Zay, and Sean Scanlon. This is John about the G Men.
We'll catch you next week to recap the Super Bowl and talk more Giants football. Take care. Sanderson looking in, zone for a pass. He's looking for King, intercepted. He's going to go down the right side. Lawrence down to the 20, 30, down to the 40. He might go all the way. Third down and seven. Good jump off the line by Strahan, who gets the sack. Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning stays on his feet. Airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Four-man rush. Eli throwing into traffic on the sideline. They're going to rule the catch by Manning. Hello, my name is Joe Aguirre. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Meat, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.